You're listening to Reawaken, a podcast by the Humane Clinic. Our hosts are Humane Clinic therapists Matt Ball, Rory Ritchie, and Bernie Maywald. Our theme music is Hope by the talented Addo Mull. Everywhere people, in every place, all of the countries and each race, need your hope. That's what this word is in need. Hope is in the water that sprouts the seed. Hope is the thing that stops you bleed. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Reawaken podcast. You're here with Matt, Bernie and me, Rory. I think we'll start with a check-in as kind of become our routine to begin the podcast. Cool. Did one of you two want to start us off? Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Cool. Um, yeah, look, we've had an interesting morning. We've had an external person come into the clinic and hang out with us for a bit and... Uh, it's always noticeable when someone outside of our field and work and people we know sit in the space, it feels different. And I think that's probably quite cool to feel that, to learn about that, to notice that. So then I've been a bit silly and jovial all morning because I think I've been a bit anxious, like, oh, we've been seen, we've been exposed. <laughs> ah. um, which I think is just normal life. But yeah, so I'm sort of sitting with that today and I'm super excited to be doing the podcast and talking about satiria in Australia mm. and lots of other stuff, but that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. Yeah, thanks. I feel like I'm in a bit of a. We've been in a silly mood, even when Aiden came in. We were hired, which is not something we normally do. <laughs> this is what you do with your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, exciting things like the satiria house and. Other trainings coming up. We've been talking about that. That's been on my mind. Cool. That's it. Um, I've got a bunch of trivial things on my mind at the moment. One, we're short one mic clip, so I'm conscious of the noise that comes. This mic lead isn't quite insulated very well, so every small touch on it means I'm going to have to sit here and kind of try and edit it out afterwards. Um, so I'm conscious of that. I'm really uncomfortable in the shirt that I'm wearing today. It's a bit plastic. And then I had a blanket on because I was cold and then that made the shirt all staticky. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at today. Just let that go a bit at the start of the podcast so it might annoy me slightly less. Um, so, yeah, if there's any small interference on this mic for people listening... Apologies, that's why. Yeah. I imagine it won't bother anyone else as much as it'll bother me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So today we're going to talk a bit about Soteria House, or the, what we're calling the Just Listening Soteria House, I suppose, in Australia. Um, and I, I do want to say it's just really nice to have you here, Bernie. I know sometimes you're going to be on the podcast and it's really cool. Um, Thanks. But yeah, we want to talk about Soteria House and our kind of vision for it. Uh, I also want to say that there's a gardener cutting the lawn in the background. So if you oh, wonder, brilliant, yeah, it's good cool. timing. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, so so I guess maybe I'm happy to start off and introduce our idea, and then we can just get into a discussion. Um, and as we've done with other podcasts, I think we'll give a bit of an intro, perhaps to some of the difficulties and dilemmas, and then after the break, we can talk about the solution or, or an idea or so what I suppose. Um, and for me, 
what satiria houses or, or communities of people being allow is for people to have a new experience outside of what most mental health settings and options are. Mm. And so you can look at the work of R.D. Lang in London, you can look at um, the work of Lauren Mosher at the original Satiria House in San Jose, California, and, and you can kind of really see that those environments provided a fundamentally different space for people to exist in, and they behave differently. And that's a really important relationship with what we find at Humane Clinic is we invite people into a nice building where we have nice environment, nice context, nice coffee, nice seats. People are treated as equals as far as, is, as, as anyone's ever equal. Of course, there's always power problems, but you know, we, we want to see people as mutual. And that's what Soteria House was really beautiful at offering. It was about saying... The system doesn't work. Giving people drugs, labelling them, really just consigns people to the determinism of a psychiatric system. And we'd like to provide an alternative, and that's what Soteria did. Mm. So that's kind of... I don't know if you want to add to any of that, you two. Or? I had on my mind sitting down... We've been referring to it as kind of Soteria or just listening Soteria, and I wonder if we'll begin to move to a, referring to it as a just listening house informed yeah. by mm. Soteria because I know a lot of it will be informed by our just listening model, the work we've been doing and kind of offering justice to people in the way we listen to them and be with them yeah. without coercion or um, risk assessing them or all these other things we do which is it's probably consistent with things that happened in the Soteria model. And then I wonder, yeah, where we'll land in that, just in our imaginings and our, mm. where I'm having a bit of a meeting this afternoon yeah. around going forward with it. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose that just reminded me of things that I've forgotten, and Bernie, you'll have some ideas as well, I'm sure. But uh, really, Soteria is about taking people who are being labelled as psychotic and so was Lang's work. And I, you know, Bernie, you and I were talking yesterday. There is still an enormous prejudice, stereotyping and discrimination against people who have states of being that other people want to label as psychosis. Mm. And it, you know, I can feel myself getting fired up because if you walk into a doctor's surgery and say you're psychotic, people will think you're a higher risk than somebody else in that doctor's surgery. And there's no evidence to support that. And how we treat people and the environments in which we put people are the way in which people respond. Yeah. And so for me, I'm really passionate now. For me, Soteria House is about saying, oh, we're, not gonna, we're just not going to join in with that nonsense. That there's this discrete biological condition called schizophrenia and those people are different to the rest of us. Because it's not true. It's never been demonstrated. And so, okay, what are we going to do about it? Well, we, we want to stand up and provide an alternative which mm. is Soteria House or Just Listening Community. And we demonstrate that in our Just Listening approach, right? You can work with people in those states by deeply listening and companioning with people, being with people rather than doing things to them. That's key, isn't it? Being with. Yeah. In uh, as equally as we possibly can. Like I say, with the, there are power structures, but... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, when you say that, I think when we're listening to someone... 
one of the key things we've discovered in Just Listening, which will be played out in Satira, is how hard it is to remain with someone mm. when your stories frighten you about mm. the other person. Because yep. that's what we're talking about. Someone's hearing voices, having unusual beliefs. My stories of living is that that's scary. We almost blind ourselves to the suffering of the other yeah. because we can't control our own stories which were prejudicial and not relative. So what we could say is, oh, I'm really sorry I can't listen to you at the moment. I'm overwhelmed. Yes. But we've placed ourselves <laughs> in the position of the wise one. So we don't say that. <laughs> Heaven forbid a professional to acknowledge that they didn't know what they were doing in any given moment. Or a bit affected by somebody's story. Yeah, that's the right. They are. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the problems that I see at the moment is we're not allowed to have those honest mm. relational conversations. Mm. Mm. So, do we, actually, no, I'm going to tell this story very quickly. Go on. Listening to you speak about how people view psychotic people, the kind of the connotations that come along with labels like schizophrenia. <clears throat> I was speaking with somebody who was a voice hearer yesterday and they were standing outside of somewhere where they do quite a complex and uh, volunteer role and have a lot of res responsibility in that role. And I was standing outside with another volunteer and there was some commotion over in the parklands across the road. And the other person turned to them and said, oh, it's probably some psychotic person or a drug addict in the bushes over there. Having no idea that the person that they spend lots of time with every week also has been given similar labels, the person that they spend lots of time with, trust be in relationship with, do the same role. Mm. So mm. clearly not about the actual person, just about the label because they see that person person through a different lens. Yeah. yeah. Had they seen them through the lens of psychosis, then I assume they wouldn't, coming with all their prejudgments, wouldn't even be in the same room as them. So that's <laughs> just a little, when you said that, I went, ah, oh, this is the story I yeah. heard yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we see every day here, right? Yeah. You know, even support workers or professionals working with someone who it would appear they're in a really nice intentional relationship, mm. there's kind of like this sideways talking whispers so we can have a conversation all together, but when, when the person's not here, I'll tell you something else. No, don't do that. That's horrible. Mm. You know, that's dehumanising. It's, it's not... We, I wouldn't. I don't want. Like, if you got something to say, you two say it on the podcast mm. about me. I got no shame. <laughs> it's only your thoughts. I don't need to take it on. You know, but but actually, we'll build more mutuality and connection by doing that, mm. rather than I'll wait till I'm off the podcast and I go and tell Lou about one of you two. Mm. <laughs> Why would I do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really mm. like that story. Mm. Though. Yeah. I don't like it, but I'm grateful. Yeah, for yeah. It, a, it yeah. says a lot, right? Yeah. Um. I'm thinking about a conversation we had maybe last week about how we might staff such a house mm. and um, thinking, is it something that we need paid or volunteer staff at 24-7 to on the, along the same lines of what we're talking about now? Yeah. Or can people actually be loved and supported and have a full day and then also mm. be responsible for themselves and the communal living space and the other people that they're communing with and living with. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked about it and I think 
I'm thinking we're going into a suicide group after this and we were hearing voices group and people yesterday at the group we were running Bernie just kind of finished and everyone kind of calmly got up and yeah. said oh thanks that yeah thanks for the community the time what we never say is oh like following on from what you're saying is if someone had, had that for like eight hours during the day would they need someone there overnight or over time would that become like the rest of us we can kind of go to sleep or lie up watching tv or do whatever yeah and like mm, any yeah. like any normal human being quite like some privacy and some time to myself now thank you very much because i need that yeah to feel good as well <laughs> yeah but i think we see that every week at the groups yeah people come together find value in it and for a period of time that experience sort of goes out into the rest of their life yeah mm. and you can come back yeah come mm. back again yeah and so in a house we'd be doing it every day mm. so why do we yeah do we need to be there 24 hours a day and i think that's a really important thing we've Mm. thought and i can speak to my own experience when i lived in a house in england in the 90s it wasn't 24 hours supported and guess what after five o'clock nothing really happened (laughs) other than eight people continued to meander around their home and environment sometimes we went to the pub together Mm. sometimes we watched tv together sometimes we sat in front of a tv that wasn't switched on together you know we smoked cigarettes we cooked food went to the toilet (laughs) slept (laughs) so this is all part of the prejudice isn't it and all the stories that come with all those psychotic people need a b and c maybe like the rest of us they need a useful amount of human connection Mm. look i'm mindful of the time and we've sort of set up the, the problem right and i wonder if we go to a break then we come back and talk about what our plans are or what our thoughts are. Does that feel... Is there yeah. anything either you want to say before we do it? No, just that I want to talk about what our immediate plans are coming yeah. up to test what it might look like. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. All right, <laughs> see you after the break. Welcome back. We're back for the second half. So we're going to just spend five or ten minutes talking about what our plans are, I think. Mm. Mm. Is plan? So, do you want to start? I want to very quickly talk about defining a little bit more what we're talking about. So, what does it look like for a person? It's a a house, a building, a home that somebody can come to when they have what we might call psychosis coming up for them in their lives. So, it's somewhere safe to be in that time during someone's life. Yeah. Correct. How long might somebody stay at the house for? I think we hadn't really decided that, have we? No. I mean, in my mind, I've got four to six weeks. Because we want to keep it free, right? And we want to work out a way to do this that it doesn't cost anyone and discriminate. Mm. But I'm also really excited on that one about what's it like to come with no medication and have companionship for four to six weeks. Because we don't know the answer to that in 2023. Mm. So that's one component of it for me. Mm. Right, which gets us on to, at the moment, the only option for a person in that situation is to go to hospital and have the experience of being medicated. That's the solution offered Mm. at the hospital. So I guess it's a real alternative in that situation when somebody's reaching out for and looking for something different which is something we hear again and again and again from people 
I only went to hospital because there was nowhere else to go or if there was somewhere else where I could have just gone and felt safe and felt a little bit understood or listened to, then maybe things would have been different. Yeah, yeah and, and for me then, people won't be incarcerated or kept there. So if you want to stay for a weekend, right. that would be fine, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that's two weeks, that's fine. If you want to bring your family in for open dialogue type meetings, that's fine. Mm. We'll prob- in my mind, we'd have group therapy spaces each day but one of the key components would be that there was someone available to be a companion to you mm. all day mm-hmm. which would be just really cool yeah yeah um, and you said about medication but if people are on medication obviously they can bring that yeah mm. yeah yeah thanks yeah we're not saying you can't have medication but the original satiria was aimed at an alternative to medication and hospital in a moment of first episode psychosis. So ours will be slightly different. Anyone who's experiencing what might be called psychosis can come. So yeah, absolutely, mm. medication. In my mind, and I don't know how you two feel, part of the journey might be someone wanting to rationalise and plan for a future without medication. Mm. Yeah. Or with medication, whichever they want. We're not trying to do something radical here. We're just saying how do we really centre the person who's having altered states of consciousness as continuing to be skillful and available to human connection and love and compassion and kindness. Mm. So, we, sorry, go there. As we know, there's meaning in, in, in experiences and helping them work that through yeah. in that environment. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's really important, isn't it? Mm. Giving the space for that time. Expression, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. So, what we're talking about is there's n- nothing that a person can't express or talk about their experience previously in life or their experience mm-hmm. of what they're going through, hearing, seeing, feeling, ways of being that are going to lead to them being prescribed drugs. Yeah, that's what we're talking about when we're yeah. Unless someone says. I could really do with something right. like this. Right. I've used this before. This is useful. Well, then maybe we'd companion to them their, to their GP or to their psychiatrist and ask for and, and support the person to be the skillful voice mm. in their own journeys. And this is one of the things I agree with you now. What you said earlier, Rory, about I wonder if we'll end up calling it a just listening house because in a year of having volunteers in the community delivering just listening, we didn't detain one person. We didn't ring the ambulance on one person. We didn't try and diagnose or give medication to one person. And that's what excites me about our project, Soteria Just Listening Houses. Okay, so that was people coming in for an hour or two or three hours. What if they can have eight or nine hours of that a day mm. for four to six weeks? It just feels exciting, the possibilities and mm. hope in that. that. And it won't be for everyone. I want to say, you know, psychiatric hospitals aren't going anywhere, tragically. So people will still be able to... You know, if, you, if satiria is not for you and you want to go to the ED or, or go to the hospital, you, of course. Mm. And the, the adventurer in me wants to say, and we'll offer you companionship on that journey. You know, we'll go to the hospital and sit with you while you book yourself in, while you, you go through that journey. So we're not trying to be anti or oppositional. We're trying to say, how do we do loving human connection and mutuality through a journey? Mm. And as you would say, through what are often meaningful experiences for people. Yeah that have been misunderstood. Mm. So obviously obviously a big project which requires some mm. ongoing money to be able to run it and offer it to people free yeah. of charge as well as we so there's no barriers there for people to visit. Also though a lot cheaper than offering somebody a hospital bed in terms of cost per day mm. per person. 
Um, but in the meantime, we've got some exciting plans, don't we, to trial what it might look like for a few days. So offer a retreat for two, three, four people mm. to come and spend th- three days, three nights, mm. kind of immersed in this model and see what we learn, how they find it valuable, what lessons we can learn from that. Mm. So we're getting quite excited about that at the moment, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. yeah. And I kind of want to acknowledge Bernie's leading that yeah. for me. Like we're all in it, but I think Bernie's been really leading that. And it feels, yeah, it feels it's exciting. Pretty exciting, yep. Yeah. Have something actually, a date planned that people can yeah. book into. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been exciting having all these conversations about it. Yeah. And I'm aware that Rory said, don't move my head too much. I'm <laughs> 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 feeling a bit stiff now because I've just remembered that. Yeah, yeah. So I if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not watching this on YouTube, <laughs> Bernie's not looking at Rory while she's speaking. <laughs> well, I have been, so there's probably noise that Rory's going to have to yeah. fix. Sorry. Yeah. That's but it, yeah, so, so I think we're trying something out that's, that's, that's going to lead us to help us understand how we can do this on a more ongoing basis mm. uh, and, and, and hopefully provide it. I do just want to make the point, we're looking for money um, to set this up and you might think, gosh, what's that going to cost? Well, we've costed this out at $500,000 a year, which if we were able to offer the space to three or four people constantly over eight weeks you know we're looking at 30 people a year for five hundred thousand dollars for four to six weeks of significant change opportunity that's not a lot of money in the context of health no particularly thinking about the kind of comprehensive one-on-one attention yeah a person's going to receive so that time in connection with someone yeah so look i'm mindful we've got to wrap it up yes I hope we've given a bit of an introduction. I presume as we go on, we might revisit this on the podcast. I feel like we've barely scratched the surface, so I want us to revisit it. Yeah, and if people have got questions, write in, we say this every time, info at humaneclinic.com.au, questions about this or anything you want us to discuss or respond to in in the podcast, but particularly around this, because it'll stimulate us to discuss it more with you as we learn from the retreats we're putting on. um, And and the little Facebook group. Yeah, there's a Facebook group, Just Listening Soteria. Mm. It's Uh, a closed group for people to join. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Thank you both. Thank you, Lou, for running the camera. Yeah, Lou's here with us. All right, (laughs) and we'll see you next time on the uh, podcast. All right, cool. Thank you. See you. Hey, everyone. Some of the upcoming workshops and training at Humane Clinic in the first half of 2023 include Accepting and Working with Voices, Working with Psychosis and Trauma, The Power Threat Meaning Framework, Mental Health Treatment Order Advocacy, Suicide Narratives, and our six-week Just Listening training. To learn more about our workshops, visit humaneclinic.com.au or email us at info at humaneclinic.com.au. Everywhere people, in every place, all of the countries, and each race need your hope that's what this world is in need hope is in the water that sprouts the seed hope is the thing that stops you bleed hope is the irie in the weed so give hope and live hope and when your kids are hungry feed them hope if the system bleeds you dry have hope if the situation makes you cry have hope because now it's time to dry your eyes and hope that that'll keep your dreams alive i hope 
that you hope Cause everyone's future is resting on your hope Can take the worst thing and turn it around Hope can find the lost that was not to be found Hope can make the loser them start gaining ground and Hope can turn your pennies right back into pounds Cause hope can be rebuilt even when it's been killed And if you believe, your hope will be fulfilled But people lie just to raise your hope Just to make you think that they're helping you cope They're selling you eggs without no yolk They're wearing you down until your will is broke This ain't real hope, they don't feel hope They real hope and deal hope and turn it into false hope Then we give up on this world like it's a sinking boat We let each other drown instead of flinging the rope We're turning the place into some kind of joke But we can't laugh, we can't lose hope In these times while they commit these crimes Because there's nothing else out here keeping us afloat Hope is elusive, a glint in the eye That something is exclusive, a thing they can buy or make excuses, they just sit and ask why Our mistakes are conclusive, hope will just die But I wouldn't lie, singing all lullaby Give hope a try, and hope gets high You'll be bereaved, but you'll also receive Have hope, can't be deceived, you've just got to believe And hope, don't let it leave, forever receive Just hope, and then one day, you're going to succeed You can't live without hope, don't go without hope Don't doubt hope, will keep you warm when you're shivering with cold never been told that some people take hope but some people make hope but you are the people you people here you're the ones that i feel are sincere you're raising my hope will hold your hand when you're feeling secure hope will find a way through any locked door hope will give you guidance when you're feeling unsure make a point to the wise even when there's a floor hope will fill your belly when you think you need more stop disease when there isn't a cure hope will do it all and so much more and so much more and so much more and so much more hope will do it all and so much more